following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. First down handoff, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. Here are Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus, Rob Phillips, and Bill Jones. Another beautiful day for football in Oxnard, California. We are living the American dream. I've got my patriotic colors on. See there, I'm red, white, and blue today. And this is Talking Cowboys. Bill Jones, Rob Phillips, Brian Broaddus, and Mickey Spagnola. And why I said right off the top, we are living the American dream. Because just moments ago, I saw one of the workers here at the Marriott River Ridge, Residence Inn, River Ridge. And uh, I said, we just said, in passing, hi to each other. I said, how you doing? He said, I'm living the American dream. So I think that's the attitude all of us should have today. I thought you were wearing your Oklahoma. No, no, outfit no. This yeah, just, that's more. This just yeah. came up in the rotation. Today, yeah. Is know. this is this of the ten outfits you have out here? <laughs> that's this, right. This is, is this number one or is this yeah. number three? What number are we wearing today? <laughs> well, I uh, did laundry on Monday. Yeah, there you so go. Yeah. we're back around in the rotation. Oh, that's good. So this is number two in the rotation. Yeah. That's good. It's yeah. a little large for me, so I have to tuck it in. Oh, it's so, so working all working out. You're doing that. Well, the it's just too long. Okay, it's like I'm wearing a dress. <laughs> and so you got to tuck it in instead of yeah. what we normally do out here is people have untucked shirts, yeah. right? Absolutely. I, I, well, think slobs out here. I think yeah. mine's yeah. a nightmare. I don't think my deal's working here. Oh, you're de- you're can you hear your me? headset? Yeah, we I can hear you, you unfortunately. Oh, I can't yeah. hear Here's anything. what you do. Here's a professional broadcast. I did it already okay, like that. Yeah, you do that with your – All right. I was kind of waiting to the break, hear. Mickey, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Mine's the American nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, by the way, Mickey has made amends with the leaf blower out here. It's a new no, one. No, no, no. It's, it's a, a new one. It's oh, a, it's different, a different, different guy. I might have got him fired. I don't know. But this guy at least asked. He goes, now, what time do you start? I said, 9 o'clock. He goes, I'll be done by then. It's like, all right. And, by the way, the leaf blower affected the uh, Jason Garrett press conference. Was it yesterday? Yeah. It was yesterday. Yesterday. Yes. He yeah, wanted right. to know if anybody knew the leaf blower. And I looked <laughs> over at Mickey in the press conference, and he was, like, doing this, like, nodding at Jason, like, yeah, <laughs> yep. yep. He's had his own dealings with him. Oh, well. As we get the headset corrected here. How is how's everybody doing? Well, I'm not supposed to say how's everybody doing. No, it's but okay. this is practice number six today. How's this team doing out here? I'll tell you what. Yesterday, defensively, the team did very well. I thought that if you were, if you were scoring uh, the practice, the, the way the defense came out, and I think a lot of it started with the stuff that they were doing with the the two-on-two with the defensive backs working against the receivers. You know, and then all of a sudden now you get a couple of stops, you get a couple of nice plays, you knock the ball away. Chris Richard is, you know, now he, the coach is involved. Yep, the coach is, energy the coach the is like now he's yeah. all over the receivers. And so it, it, I've never seen a coach. I wrote this in my notes. It's up on DallasCowboys.com today. I've never seen a coach get after – the other, like the the offense or the defense, the way challenging the Christian, him. Yeah, yeah, he it wasn't like challenge him. It was like he was willing to go out and fight one right. of those. And I can only imagine if a guy like Des Bryant or somebody was oh here, that, that would have been. Imagine. Oh, that would have been a lot of fun. 
but there was a lot of energy with the practice, a lot of energy from the defensive side of the ball. We saw turnovers. They work on that all the time. Leighton Van Der Esch ripping one out there. So, you know, interceptions. We've seen kind of all kinds of things uh, from this defense, uh, some good, some bad. But yesterday I thought the majority was pretty good. Did you see the way uh, Justin March Lillard finished off that race to the end Yeah, zone? as he's going. Did we- he beat the coach? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's weaving through the one-on-one offensive. Yeah, which, defensive. which I was watching the, the pass rush one-on-ones over sure. there. And then all of a sudden here comes a guy flashing through yeah. there. Uh, I think he did a flip into the end zone. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but was, you know what? That's what you need after a day off. Yeah. Because you get out of your routine, you get a little laxed, and you got to juice people up. Yeah. And I think that might have been somewhat what was behind the emotion. Uh, but it was good. It's think, training camp. Let's go. I think it's what you need for the entire camp. In practice, you got so many new faces, you got so many young guys. And I think we probably asked the question day one, like who re- you mentioned Dez. Who replaces Dez's intensity Energy, at emotion, camp? Yeah. I think it's a coach. I think it's Chris <laughs> Richard, honestly. And uh, Well, that's, that could that's be good. contagious, though, to the players, it's too. It's good. I well, think, we're still I, early I think, on. I think we're already seeing the DBs feed off of what he does. Um, they love him it's already. It's confidence. Yeah. Well, that's just, you know, usually you see a guy like Byron Jones – who's usually pretty, you know, he can play pretty reserved. I mean, he gives you the incomplete when he knocks away. Matter of fact, he had, you know, makes continue to make plays here in this camp. But he he was they were they were going back and forth. Lance Lenore and Jordan Lewis were getting into it and, and Jordan Lewis tried to jump in there and get Lance now, Lenore now Jordan again. Jordan Lewis will get into it. And that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know, Chris Richard's like you get out of there. You don't run these drills. Somebody else get in there. You know, I mean, he was like, he he wanted somebody else to get a piece, you know, and he was yelling at he was yelling at Lance Lenore like, you don't want us. You don't want us. And I was like going, gosh, I mean, this is, <laughs> that's but that's, great. What, but that's I, I think like, you know, you know, we're all talking about here, the energy level at practice, like Mickey said too, especially after a day off, you know, and, and the, the thing about Jason Garrett he grew up in a system here, like when they, when Mickey, you guys were covering the team in Austin. There was a lot of that. There was a lot of going back and forth. There was a lot of competitive. So he's going to let things go. He's going to he's going to let the the jawing go. He's going to let the physical play. You know, he's not quick to jump in there and break it up. He's letting guys go at it and be competitive. And I think that's uh, that's something like Rob said. It, it's good to see. Actually, secretly, he's smiling inside. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Sure. Right? How about those yeah. days you used to cover like the, the joint scrimmages with the Raiders and, mm-hmm. you know, Al Davis is like, okay, we've had enough. Pull him back, you know. And, <laughs> and, Jimmy. and, every, and, Jimmy and the, Jimmy's got his pom-poms. Yeah, Come yeah, on, they're, they're, keep they're, doing it. But that's, <laughs> I think that's, I think you have to have that. Now, I'm not saying you go out and cheap shot guys in camp and stuff like that. But if you're, if it's, if it's guys rallying for each other, you know, that, that's a good thing. And, and uh, as Chris Richard said after practice, it's iron sharpening iron. It's, yeah. it's you're challenging the offense and, the, and vice versa. The offense challenges the defense, and that's how the whole team gets better. Yeah. I think by tomorrow we'll have a good one. Yeah. We'll have one of those firefights, you know, flash yeah. fights. Uh, it's going to happen. You think it's about you're time? Predicting yeah. A fracas. Yeah. yeah. All right, before we get Tyron started, and, and, and by guy. the way, we, we're going to talk a lot about the defense over the course of the yeah. next hour and yesterday's uh, practice. But before we jump into everything, of course, you can join us at 972-497-4400. We'll uh, take your phone calls. But we also want to remind you the blue-white scrimmage is on Sunday. There will be appearances and autographs from Rowdy, the official mascot of the Cowboys. There's also a youth combine mm-hmm. for ages 6 through 16, offering skills and drills with 
coaching from former NFL players, authentic and limited edition Dallas Cowboys merchandise for the whole family. So if you're in the area, make sure you come out on Sunday and really every day out here. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely. A great, it's a free experience, uh, free of charge. Uh, and it's a great opportunity to get up close uh, with the, these Cowboys players and, and be a part of it. But Sunday is the is the annual blue-white scrimmage. A lot of it will look like a regular practice. They'll have a scrimmage, though, at the end. And you, it's going to be televised right here on DallasCowboys.com and on TXA21 in Dallas-Fort Worth as well. Well, yeah, and, it, and again, to, to reiterate your point, though, Bill, come on out and see because the, the intensity has, you know, through one week, there's a lot of kind of feeling some things out. It, and now – you know, players know this, too. You know, you start running out of practices. You know, you start running out of, okay, I've got a game next week, and these games are going to start Wait coming fast. Tomorrow. Yeah, games are just going to start coming fast, and the next thing you know, it's going to be September 1st, and they're going to have a cut down. So the sense of urgency for the players, yeah, for the guys that are on the 53-man roster, you think there's going to be – but there's some guys that are battling for spots that are trying to get noticed here. So it's good if you can to come out and see, okay, who – Who's making that 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 rise up? You know, like I mentioned Dorian Armstrong in my notes. It's guys that you know he's drafted, but you know they're they're trying to figure out some things, and and you know those are the types of guys you want to come out and see, and before they have a before we have a chance to get out of here. And it's seventy degrees. <laughs> that works. It is, but it's kind of hot, man. There wasn't there was no marine layer nope. yesterday, and that kind of gets guys going a little bit. When it's hot, it gets fiery. You got Chris Richard out there yelling yeah, at people. But from a good. fan's perspective, more often than not, there is a marine lair in that afternoon practice, yeah. and it's very uh, pleasant. Yeah, very pleasant to mm-hmm. to watch uh, practice and uh, and and an added treat on on that day in particular on Sunday. And by the way, practice starts uh, Pacific time at four o'clock, uh, six, six o'clock uh, Central time. Would you say though that the defense won practice yesterday? They uh, absolutely, yes. Uh, yeah. I, I thought that – and it was about time, by yeah, the way. sure uh, was. They started making plays. And then the funny thing is the first question uh, this morning, people start asking, oh, so is Dak struggling? <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay. That's the problem when you, when you say that either side won practice yesterday, well, that means something must be wrong yeah, with the other yeah. side. Yeah, and, you know, and, and I think, you know, it helps yeah. that um, you have um, – <laughs> Demarcus Lawrence on the field a little bit with the first team. And he's watching practice. <laughs> and, and so, you know, and, and, and I thought Chris Richard made a good comment. And he goes, we, we were almost done with our installation. So it's not new stuff all the time. That's executing. It's executing now because you've been, you've been doing this. Uh, and, I, and I think the other thing is that um, so the offense starts working on stuff too, right? Because a lot of what they were doing yesterday, there was a lot of blitzing going on with the linebackers. And I think the guys, when I was on the fan, noticed that the quarterbacks were running a little bit more. And it looked like design runs. I don't know if they were broken plays. Yeah. But a lot of times, if you're blitzing like that up the middle, then the quarterback's going to go, okay, I'm going outside. Got to move off that spot. Yeah. Mickey makes a really good point. They are doing the, the installation stuff has been a lot about some of the blitzing, uh, some of the games, some of the twists. I mentioned Armstrong about him. A lot of guys getting involved, playing on the left side. Now, I'll tell you something else they did, and I think you guys probably noticed this. Played a lot of zone coverage yesterday. And so what? The ball kept getting checked check down, checked down, checked down. And, uh, you know, and that's – and, you know, the quarterbacks are taught – to if they don't read if they're playing if they're dropping eight or, or dropping set whatever they're dropping 
okay, that's the that's the throw, that's the throw, and it kind of be, probably became a little frustrating watching practice because the ball's going to the back, the ball's going to the tight end, the ball's going to the, everything's going underneath. But that, I thought that, I thought they played. It's really one of the first times I've seen them play extensive zone coverage, where Wuzier was instead of being up on or Byron Jones being up on, they were more in a side retreat mode, trying to funnel everything into the middle of the field, and it just forced Prescott not to throw the ball. And when he tried to throw the ball down the field, they had good coverage along the sidelines, safety over the top. So they were doing what they needed to do on defense. If that's if their plan yesterday was work on zone coverage and keep everything in front of them, well executed yesterday. To that point, I thought we saw what Leighton Vander Esch can do covering. He was the way he can drop and move for a guy his size. He got a he got his hand on a ball. I think stripped the ball. Yeah, uh, intercept. That, that was was it Blake? Yeah, it was on Blake Jarwin. He ripped the ball out with his left right. hand. Yeah, there. By the way, right is hand. a tight end. A receiver in a tight end's body. I mean, that's impressive to cover him down the sideline, force a turnover, basically. Uh, he's he's very instinctive back there, and I think we saw what, they can, what they're hoping from him in terms of coverage from that middle linebacker spot for sure. Well, the other thing that they I, – I think I saw, and correct me if I'm wrong, but they were running some three-man line. Yeah. And Van Der Esch was in there with the first group. Right. Uh, yeah. So – that's the um, first time I think we've seen that. Yeah, yeah. because normally so, he's been the second so group. Even any if of Sean you wondering? Any any of you wondering uh, what kind of opportunity the first round draft pick is going to have to get yeah. on the field this season? Uh, he's going to be out there. Yeah, and, and yeah. no fit, doubt about he, it. He may not walk out there with the starters at middle linebacker he, day one, but they're going to create a role for him that that he he fits in. You know, the other thing about Brian, you were talking about the checkdowns. Yeah. So what has everybody been at? Well, can they throw the ball to Zeke more? Yeah. Then they start yeah. throwing the ball to Zeke more. It's like, well, why, why can't you get the ball down the, the field? <laughs> yeah. This is no win. I, I look at this as Dak Prescott doing what he needed to do to get the ball out of his hand, at least give his chance to get another play. I applaud Chris Richard and, and Rod Marinelli for saying, okay, we're going to work on our zone coverage today. And then we're going to, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to, uh, as I use this term, like I would say, clog, we're going to clog and cover is what we're going to do. And they did a nice job of that. I mean, Prescott, you could see him on his progressions looking, and he's like, okay, I can't throw that one. I can't throw that one. But then when he tried to throw that one, they were in good shape. Defensively, they were in good shape to make plays and, and knock passes down. And I, 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 I'd like to see the defense be able to do that. I really, really do. The, I, other, the other thing, sorry, Bill, the other thing I, I thought you saw was, the, these bigger corners, the impact they can have, particularly on smaller receivers. I saw Cheeto make two pass breakups yeah. in a single well, series yeah. against Beasley Austin. and Ta- Tavon Austin. And that's a situation where, you know, you want to put these smaller guys on the outside and they're well, smaller and, and they're quicker. But as Sanjay Lau told us after practice, Mick, there are situations where if they can, if you allow them to jam you, then, then you can be You're in trouble. Toast. And that's that's what happened. And Cheeto, and we're seeing Byron Jones, too, use his frame and his length to disrupt guys at the line of scrimmage. That's exactly yeah. what Chris Richard good, wants. Good point. Uh, they, they try to throw a ball to Thompson down the left sideline there. And Thompson's been separating from people pretty well. And Byron Jones says, no, you're not. Not this time you're not. It was right hand, left hand, right hand. And the next thing you know, Dak's like, I'm going to throw it anyway to see if Thompson didn't even get his hands up. I mean, he was beaten up on the line so badly by Byron Jones, it affected the way the play uh, ended up, or the execution of the play. So, uh, again, tip of the hat to the, to the secondary they, yesterday. They, they've had, I think they've had a little bit of some, 
some times where they haven't looked as good. I mean, we've talked about these receivers quite a bit, that they've been pretty consistent. Yeah. Uh, Chris Richard, uh, he, he, he grabbed them all by the neck yesterday and drug them with him. I was sure. at the far end of the field on Anthony Brown's pick. What happened on that? Offsides. Okay. It was yeah. an offside. But, boy, he undercut it, though. What okay. a great read, yeah. though. If you're talking about vision in, in relation to where the receiver and where the pass, Prescott took the shot to try and get it out there I on an offside okay. situation. Yeah. Okay. He got him with a hard count. Flag goes out. He's going to throw it anyway. But great break on the ball underneath by Anthony Brown. You know, and and some of the covers we're talking about actually happened in the seven-on-seven drill, too. Yeah. So there's no rush. Right. So it was was coverage. Yeah, it was coverage. And, and, you know, there was one play where they tried to run uh, Thompson deep, what what Brian said about his speed, and – Awuzie was with them, and Woods was with yeah. them, and and Dak had no place to throw the ball, uh, and he ended up overthrowing them. But it was because th- th- they had him covered. Yeah. So, you know, it, it was a good day for them, and as I said, it was about time. Yeah, you know, and, uh, from a fan perspective, and also from a TV guy's perspective, who is just looking for a couple of highlights to put on the ten o'clock news that night. It came across as a bland practice because there were no big plays from the offense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You didn't want to highlight all that defense? Uh, so, but we did highlight the defense. What we showed was Cheeto with two pass breakups yeah. on the, the two Both plays, plays that you're yeah. talking about there. And and I th- I'm really excited to see Awuzier this season and, and just seeing his second year. And we saw it at the end of last year. We saw a glimpse there. Uh, but – Playing that left cornerback position, it's such a key. And, oh, you're, you're and, saying it, yeah. And uh, it, it's going to be really fun to watch his progress this Just season. Just needs to live up to number 24 over there. That's right, and he's wearing number 24. And I've talked to him about uh, his knowledge of Everson Walls, and uh, he's he's learning about Everson. He's and learning. We got to we got to get them together. We when they get back yeah. to Dallas, uh, Everson. We we got to have a meeting of the twenty fours. I would think there. that won't be difficult. Yeah, that's right. Everson would jump in there, I, and I had to in, remind him there was a, also a Super Bowl MVP who yes. number twenty four. Yeah, absolutely. Not yeah, not bad. So we're just getting started here on Talking Cowboys. Give us a call nine seven two four nine seven forty four hundred. We start taking your calls when we come back in a moment. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the Internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. I definitely have an Instagram foodie thing, but the low-light camera on my new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T is getting me a whole new world of likes and shares. Baskets of bread by candlelight, colorful fruit plates in full sun, even a dimly lit Cobb salad was recently hailed as a masterpiece. Come in now and ask how to get half off the new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T. AT&T, more for your thing. That's our thing. Limited time only. See store for details or att.com slash Samsung 50. Dual aperture supports F1.5 mode and F2.4 mode. Dual aperture is installed on the rear camera. Oh, I am craving a Dr. Pepper. I got some soda. I asked not for soda. I asked for ice cold, craveable Dr. Pepper. Its flavor is more one of a kind than a foretold sloth with a thirst for speed. <laughs> so stop settling for soda and start demanding Dr. Pepper. I love sloths. When you crave a Dr. Pepper, nothing else will do. Grab an ice-cold 20-ounce Dr. Pepper today. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. 
To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See dealer for details. Back to Talking Cowboys. We're talking Cowboys on a Wednesday morning here in Oxnard, California, as the Cowboys will be out on the practice field for a walkthrough in about an hour from now. Practice this afternoon, 4 o'clock Pacific time. Practice number six overall, number four in pads today. They practice again tomorrow. The players uh, are off on Friday as far as practice is concerned, and then they practice Saturday 4 o'clock in the afternoon, Sunday 4 o'clock in the afternoon. That's the blue-white scrimmage. Monday afternoon at 4 and an 11 a.m. practice on Tuesday and then head up the road to San Francisco or Santa Clara or San Santa Jose. Clara. Santa yeah. Clara is where that stadium is in a you know, week from tomorrow, first preseason game. Actually, the Hall of Fame game is tomorrow night. That's right. That's right. The Bears. Oh, Thursday night. Oh, yeah. everything's working. I can hear myself. All I right. can hear you oh, guys. Oh, good. And everybody good. can hear me. Oh, golly. What a great day. <laughs> we could day. hear you before. <laughs> <laughs> Bears and the Ravens tomorrow night. Yes, sir. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And uh, Hall of Fame induction ceremonies uh, this weekend. And speaking of that, we, we were speaking to Cheeto a moment ago, one of the guys he looked up to. Growing up was Brian Dawkins, who's going into the Hall of Fame this weekend. Brian Dawkins, and I hate talking about a Philadelphia Eagle here on Talking Cowboys, but Cheeto says he really studied Brian Dawkins, and there's a parallel between Cheeto and Brian Dawkins. Dawkins is the only player in NFL history to have 25 or more interceptions, forced fumbles, and sacks in his career. Right. Wow. And if you look at Cheeto's resume at the University of Colorado, interceptions, sacks, Force fumbles, they yeah. were they were up there. I was with Brian Dawkins in Philadelphia in 1998, when actually 97 season, and and I, if is one of my favorite players I've ever been with, well, is Darren Woodson, and what Darren Woodson means to the Dallas Cowboys, Brian Dawkins means to the Philadelphia Eagles, and he was a he was a professional, he was he was accountable, uh, he was a great teammate, people looked up to him. I I I really enjoyed. W- being a part of a staff where he was on it. We didn't have a lot of great players, you know, we had, but Brian Dawkins was one of those guys. I, I have always admired his his toughness. And, you know, th- th- there's certain players in this league that did things the right way, played the right way. Brian Dawkins, very deservingly to be in the Hall of Fame. But, you know, but I'm, I'm sad to this point that it's not Darren Woodson well, in that I, Hall of Fame. I and think, that, I think and that's that is. Maybe Dawkins yeah. getting in. I, I hope. Darren I Woodson's hope. Case because the they, both, they both had very, in, in my opinion, if you look at the type of careers, here's one guy who was a Super Bowl, Super Bowl winning uh, safety. You know, he meant so much to the Dallas Cowboys and Brian Dawkins and what he did for <clears> Philly. I was just hopeful that Darren Woodson would be able to get in before Brian Dawkins. But, I, I you know what, I have no – I have no uh, – ill will towards Dawkins getting in because I, I think he was outstanding in his well, own right in Philadelphia. It's one of those things. Safety's a position, and you know, Mick, it, it, there aren't a lot of Hall of Famers from that position that get in. Yeah. And I think Woods, Woodson's certainly deserving. At some point you're going to have Ed Reed coming up 
eligible and right. Troy Palomalu and those guys. Um, but, man, yeah, you look at what Darren meant and what he still means when you think about, look, they're still looking for a big-time center field free safety to help this team. Has there been a guy since Darren Woodson in 2003 that's done it for him? And, and that shows you his value right there. If, if Brian Dawkins is in the Hall of Fame, then Woody's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I agree. John Lynch has been a finalist, yeah. I think, as well, yeah, well recently. Please, I agree. I mean, I, I state and facts, Mick. <laughs> no, I know. If you if you had me if you asked me to rank them though of the three of the the, the guys we just mentioned, Woodson, Dawkins, Lynch. You know? your, that's but, your order. Yeah, but then you look at the guys like you said, Ed Reed. Yeah. You know, Ed Reed changed the game the way he played. You know, with the the, the free the free safety, the way you know he was bit. able to roam around and play and coverage and stuff like that. Well, the the thing with Dawkins is he had those stats. And, yeah. You know, and yeah. Uh, like tackles. Well, no, like what I mentioned about the, the sacks, the interceptions. interceptions yeah. Thirty-seven interceptions, thirty-six forced fumbles, twenty-six yeah. sacks. So well, he's got so, those rings, though. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And, and, and Everson exactly. Walls, fifty-seven interceptions. Right. Didn't and mean then, anything? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, right. there's a lot of lot of uh, a lot of mistakes in the national in the Hall of Fame. Right. I think I th- just real quick, I'll yep. say this. I think that there's guys like Rick Goslin who's on the committee, the, the the veteran committee and stuff. There's a lot of things that those guys are having to try and correct. You, know, you can't take a Hall of Fame away from a guy, but I think guys like Goslin and them are trying to do a better job of guys that you mentioned the Emerson, the Everson Walls of the world. That, that people are overlooking, that he's not letting that dream die. He didn't let the dream die for Jerry Kramer, you know. I mean, Jerry Kramer, I mean, he was – Goodness uh, gracious. All, you know, forever. Right. Huh? So, so <laughs> I'm saying well, Rayfield Wright is another one. He didn't let the dream die for Rayfield Wright. Yeah. Or Bob Hayes. Here's a guy from Detroit, Michigan, you know, Rick Goslin, and he's fighting for Dallas Cowboy players. But it's very, very difficult because you mentioned – there's such a great class coming up, but he's trying to get these guys, these senior members that have been talked about for years and years and years, he's trying to bring them to the forefront. And the biggest problem is, I keep going, here's my Brian rant, the biggest problem with the voters of the, of, the, of the Hall of Fame, in my opinion, is they didn't see a lot of these guys play. We've all seen these guys play. We've all seen, now Rob, I know you're a younger guy, but we've all in our career and our lives seen some of these veteran guys play. And we know what type of player they are. And you're like, how can he not be in the Hall of Fame? We, I mean, read, we read Jerry Kramer's book. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, I watched him play. Yeah. I've, <laughs> yeah. I've only heard about but, Jerry But Kramer, that's what I'm really saying, though. These, read about those, these guys are the pillars of the National Football League. And so, and ever it, since last year was last year, right? Wasn't it? I, I don't and know. And now he yeah, goes to the yes. senior. Yeah. Yes. And that, how but, can Everson Walls be that old? Well, th- he's my age, but that's, 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 but that's the <laughs> he thing. He does have gray hair. <laughs> that's the thing about it is, though, you do have people in Canton that are willing to fight for these guys and not let that dream. Mick Tinglehoff. I mean, there's guys that played back in the '60s and the '70s. That's that one are, of my favorite yeah, football cards yeah. was Mick Tinglehoff. And they, yeah, center from the Minnesota Vikings. Right. And so what happens is you, you know, you don't. <laughs> You don't lose that dream. You don't lose that because again, we the voters in this thing. Oh, I didn't see. I didn't see Mick Tinglehoff play. I didn't see. You know, we don't have enough of that of guys standing up and or ladies that well, vote. Well, the other well thing, the that. game of football has changed over the years too, yeah. and so the stats are different yeah. now than what yeah, they were. For sure. But, and too many before. people that vote are anal. All they look at is stats. <laughs> there oh, you go. I right. was wondering where you were going with that, but okay. <laughs> All right, Do you Ray. Want me to say concrete. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Ray in Fort Worth. 
You're first up. You're the leadoff hitter on Talking Cowboys. Hello, Ray. Hello, everyone. Uh, I just want to follow up on, on Darren Whitson. I think he deserves it, but I want to know when is he going to get in the ring of honor because I That's can true. see a writer say, well, why does he's he in. deserve he's to be in the Hall Darren of Fame? He's in not even on his own Ray. team. Hey, Ray, he's Ray. In. Ray. Ray. Ray, he's in. He's in. Darren Woodson's in. Okay, Emerson Walls. Okay, I'm sorry because I'm looking on this list on the website and I don't see he it. He got oh. it in 2015, Ray. He's still in DallasCowboys.com. Under the I thought now. maybe you were talking about Everson Walls because he is not in the He is not in the honor, yeah. And he deserves it too, but everybody just seeing the catch, I guess. And But, okay, my question, I have a question. I've, it's been a while. This The theme of this season has been like Dak Friendly. So now with all the changes with Dez going on, and I don't want to go into that, um, I think this is a critical time for him mm-hmm. because you, time's coming where you're going to have to make a decision on the contract mm-hmm. and whether or not he's worth franchise money. And I'm not talking about Aaron Rodgers' franchise money because that's ridiculous. I'm thinking more along the lines of at least Garoppolo. So I think I think this is a critical time, and I know Mickey, you mentioned this team has been 13 and three and such and such. But at what time does under Garrett or whoever does the playoffs matter? Because we haven't had much success in the playoffs. I don't think Garrett's going anywhere because Jerry alluded to it. I think in the opening press conference, he's the guy that Jerry that fits Jerry. But at what point? do we have to take that next step to be successful in playoffs? Because it can't always just be about the regular season. I am excited, though, with all these changes. The, the thing I'm most excited to see from a defensive standpoint is seeing Van Der Esch and Lee on the field at the same time. Thanks. <clears throat> all right, Ray. We uh, appreciate it. Um, where do you want to go with well, what Ray said? Well, I mean, he, he said it. You know, this, is, this is Dak's big opportunity. He's eligible for an extension after this season. And – Stephen Jones has said it. I mean, you know, if, if they have – if he has a great season, the Cowboys are probably going to have a great season and they have no problem paying him accordingly uh, based on a certain level of performance. And they've, ar- they've already budgeted yeah. that. They've looked down the road at certain, you know, uh, cap structure and what they'd have to do to accommodate something like that. But, you know, yeah, it's a big year for him. It's a huge opportunity for him and the whole team. Uh, yeah, you're right. It's a big year for everybody involved, especially, you know, the quarterback, the head coach. I mean, if, if you have a situation where uh, you don't have success, you know, they this front office has shown they're willing to make changes. You know, Jason Witten did retire, but, you know, they got rid of Des Bryant. They've moved on. They've, they, you know, and, that, and you're thinking, man, they might not ever do that. So I, I do think that this front office is willing to make changes if things are not successful. You know, my hope is I don't want to cover a football team that's not good. I mean, that's that's the selfish side of me right now. And I don't like to see people lose their job. But if it, if it comes down to performance, then, you know, we'll see. But they, there's a lot of pressure. I and mean, it was one of our 20 questions on DallasCowboys.com. More pressure on Garrett or on Prescott, you know. And I think both – everybody kind of went a different direction there because – Dak's trying to get a deal. Jason Garrett's trying to keep his job. I think that's uh, those are things that are very motivating for two guys right there. And then you're looking at such a young roster, yeah, and which which makes this season so intriguing. How this young roster develops and very quickly because they want to win now. They have to with a young roster. They have to. Yeah, yeah. that's right. They have to. And uh, so, uh, and then as far as Vander Esch and Sean Lee playing side by side, we're going to see that. 
Yeah, we are going to see that, but you're all going to see Jalen Smith playing right. too. Right. You know, I, I don't think that, I don't think you know it, it's going to be you know find a way to get uh, those guys on the field, whatever it takes to get you know Jalen Smith is is worked in a way in a manner that I feel like he deserves that. Uh, it doesn't it doesn't. Uh, he doesn't deserve just because they drafted Leighton Vanderish 19th overall to l- lose his job. I mean, if Leighton Vanderish is good enough to do it, then we've seen some really good things from Jalen Smith out here. You know, I've seen some things coverage-wise that I've been, I didn't think he could do. But As a matter of fact, you could still – oh, there, there we it go. Um, <laughs> just, keep, just go. Just I fight know, through it. I don't know just if you could hear me. If I can't hear myself. I, if I can't you know? hear you, I'm going to look right at you. Okay. Yeah. All right. As a matter of fact, he was uh, star B yesterday. Sure was. I had to decide between yeah. Awuzier and yeah. Jalen Smith because I thought he had a really good day, a really good day in coverage. Yeah. Uh, he, he was he was mobile, Active. moving. Yeah. Yeah. I thought he had an excellent day. That was the best one I saw from him, too, by the way. Yeah. That's going to be fun. If uh, And we've seen it out here. Uh, if Jalen Smith is playing like the college Jalen Smith, that's going to be fun to watch. If he plays like college Jalen Smith, they really stole the guy. You know, I think that, I think that yeah, we're a ways away from that right now. But it, but it's working, as they would say, it's trending in the right direction for him. Okay, I mean, let's just let's take the take – the, physical aspect out of how he's moving out of it right from a mental standpoint basically entering his second year as a middle linebacker in this league right what should we expect i think he will see things better i think there were times last year he didn't see and he was in the wrong gap like he was i don't know if he's guessing he's over here and the ball's over here and and i think when you see things better then you can react a lot quicker and be where you're supposed to be. And I think that's one of the things that we have to keep an eye on here because if you look at it, I mean, we pointed it out, they're they're rushing their linebackers a lot more, even against the run, it seems like. I don't know if this is a Chris Richard influence or what, but yeah. that's the most I've seen linebackers just going forward all the time. The other part of that, Mick, is is they readily admit they played him more than they wanted to. Well, probably he got thrown in the yeah, f- much earlier. They had no than choice. They, probably out of necessity, and, and as much football as, as he had missed, yeah, with the injury um, – I don't know if expose is the right word, but there's more ch- times where he's he, he might not see things as well as a basically a rookie linebacker on the field. And I think with more experience, he's he, I think you see it here. I think you see him diagnose plays out here and you're not tackling, but you can see that he's making the right decision where he's going to have to improve is the coverage aspect. And maybe they're going to take that away from him and make him a blitzer. And I mean that in, in respect. I don't mean that as a, a punishment that he can't cover anybody. Where Mickey's right, though, when he's reading the stuff, hitting the right gap, scraping the right gap, you know, being where he needs to be to make the tackle, that's been really, really good. And yeah. But there's some things coverage aspect-wise where he still has a little bit of trouble where he, he, like Mickey, he gets distracted. You know, all of a sudden there's a crosser, and he's like, I'm going to jump that route. But then behind him, though, is Blake Jarwin on a, a post route where he needs – or a, a, a corner route – where he needs to sink a little better and behind him. So he, it, that's experience. That That's all experience about how to play in coverage. But, you know, it, it's also being aggressive. It's also wanting to make a play, and he's going to have to. And I, I think the, the thing that I worry about the most is the coverage aspect. The, the downhill player, the tackler, the running to the football, I don't worry about any of that and stuff. And the things you like about 
Leighton Vander Esch and the things you worry about him, you yeah. can almost flip it, right? Yeah, you can. You so, could you could flip it. You'd say Leighton Vander Esch in coverage is a much better player than 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 uh, than what you had with Jalen Smith, but he doesn't get off blocks like Jalen Smith does. He doesn't play with his hands yet like Jalen Smith. Now he could knife through and make plays when. Guys, there, you know, don't block them and stuff. But that's that. You're right. You could flip the two, and uh, and but you put them together, you'd probably have a great player. That's, that's why Rod Marinelli's saying yeah. we got three linebackers for right. two spots, and they're all going to play. Okay. Or you I might wanna, have three uh, linebackers uh, for that, three that, spots. That's what I'm. That, uh, that's my next yeah. question. You don't want to put too much on the plate of a young player, right. like a Leighton Vander Esch in his rookie season, even Jalen Smith going into his third year, but second year playing. Damian Wilson is going into his contract year. Yeah. Let's let's fast forward for a moment a year from now. Could we see a linebacking core where they are able to figure out a way, or it's obvious the, the way is there, where you could have all three, Lee, Van Der Esch, and Jalen Smith, on the field at the same time? I think that's a great, poss- I think it's a great possibility because, to me, you know, when you talk is about – that the master yeah, plan? Yeah, when you, when you talk about Damian Wilson – there's still mistakes out there for a veteran player. I mean, he, run hit factor's good, but there's still times out there where you say, oh, he can't do that. You know, you can't run under that block like that. You've got to stay – you know, there's things you watch him and you say, okay, that's a mistake. That's a mistake a veteran guy shouldn't make. What I, what I, what I propose is going to happen is they're going to be willing to live with mistakes from Jalen Smith as opposed to mistakes from Damian Wilson. And that's why you're going to see, I think, Jalen Smith probably take that job. I mean, they're going to say, okay, you know, we, we're – So, so yeah. a year from now, you could see the linebacking oh, core yeah. is, is Lee, assuming he's healthy and right. still, uh, you know, at the will. Right. Van Der Esch in the middle and Jalen Smith is the Sam. Yeah. But, and they can and they can play him in the Sam at the Sam a little differently than absolutely. They, yeah, they can no, no, absolutely. He doesn't have to line up on yeah. the line of scrimmage. Yeah, play off the ball. He yeah. can play off the ball, but yeah. he's got go. And he's also you could in the nickel you could keep him on the field and he can rush the passer even. That's well, yeah. that was where that, I was going when you play yeah. the, when you play the Giants and you're in nickel the entire game. Who's on the field for you at linebacker? Well, see, that's now it's now you have to figure out though. You, do you want to play with Mickey's? three-man line and have him be the you know or do you, you want to do that or, yeah. or do you want to just or you want to keep him on the field and rush for and him be the fifth rusher mm-hmm. you know that I mean there's I mean but that means you'd have to take somebody off because you got the nickel player but I mean it's it's a it's a it's a difficult thing to have to do if he becomes such a good rusher you immediately have to figure out something that okay who's our better cover guy Van Der Esch or Lee and then now who's our better rusher but, but would you say the reason that they would not implement that now, this at least at the start of this season, is because you don't want to overload mentally a Van Der Esch and a Jalen Smith, where they're having basically one of them, or a Jalen Smith in this case, learning two positions, and you in the Vicks. I would, I would, go, I would be okay. I think Jalen Smith understands what it takes to play Mike linebacker. I think the sooner you put him along the line, I think is the better. Okay. Because I, I'm, I'm okay. To think with watching Vanderish practice, his, his tongue was dragging a little yesterday. You know, I mean, he was running all. I mean, that's he's a he's a you know he's a a guy that likes to get to the football. He likes to run to the ball. He's an athletic guy for a big guy, but he was he was kind of like he's playing a lot of snaps out there. And I was thinking, okay, he's looking a little you know, but that's good. That's okay in practice. Let these guys go out there and and struggle a little bit. But it didn't look like he was struggling mentally. 
you know, usually when you get tired, you struggle mentally. He just might have been a tick. So they threw a ball over the top of him uh, in, in, in a drill that, that, that Wells caught, David Wells caught. And, and if, if he wasn't tired or kind of you know, wore down a little bit, I think he makes that play. I mean, he jumps up in the air, the ball just goes right over the top of his hands. But, you know, he's, he's got to learn. He's got to learn how to play in coverage. He's got to learn how to play the run. I mean, I, I have no problem with throwing him out there because I think that both Smith and, and, uh, and, and, and uh, Vanderesh can learn on the go. I, I, right. don't, I, don't see, I don't see mental lapses with those guys as players. Now, it might be, it might be some awareness sometimes with Jalen because, like I say, you know, you're jumping a route, guy behind you, you should have been behind you, but I – I, I don't I I have no problem with throwing those guys out there and letting them go. We're gonna come up with a new formation three three five. Oh, that, okay. that exists. Three down, <laughs> three linebackers, and five DBs. Yeah, call it. TC, you run that. Yeah, it, it is a formation it, that exists. Yes. I mean, it's yeah. Mickey didn't just create that. Just <laughs> no, I have no, no. created it. That is very. That is TCU. Yeah, yeah. yeah. TCU. we're gonna call it the quarter. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and shout out to Gary Patterson out there. <laughs> All right, uh, we continue with Talking Cowboys. Uh-huh. Give us a call at 972-497-4400. We'll be back in a moment. Best of anything simply won't cut it, and your skincare should be no different. A longtime locker room favorite of the players and the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas based Jack Black, is the number one best selling men's skincare brand in the country because we make products that help guys look, smell, and feel better. Visit getjackblack.comslash cowboys to get $10 off your first order of $50 or more. Jack Black, look good, smell good, feel good. Official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. I definitely have an Instagram foodie thing, but the low-light camera on my new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T is getting me a whole new world of likes and shares. Baskets of bread by candlelight, colorful fruit plates in full sun, even a dimly lit Cobb salad was recently hailed as a masterpiece. Come in now and ask how to get half off the new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T. AT&T, more for your thing. That's our thing. Limited time only. See store for details or att.com slash Samsung 50. The dual aperture supports F15 mode and F24 mode. Dual aperture is installed on the rear camera. Back to Talking Cowboys. Talking Cowboys continues here from Oxnard. It's cooling off a little bit here, isn't it? Is it? It, it is. is. I think it is. Yes. Yeah. But we're heating up here on Talking Cowboys. Ooh, he had to get that in. Yeah, that's what he did. Had to get that in. And give us a call, 972-497-4400. So how good is Demarcus Lawrence? Wow. What do you think? I think he's very good. 
and I think we've we'll, already we've seen glimpses already this camp. That right, he looks like he's in regular and, season. And it's form. difference between him being on the field and Taco Charlton being on yeah. the field at the strong side defensive end. Yeah, Taco, he is. Taco's yep. fighting through his shoulder, and to his credit, he's out there practicing. It's not good for him right now. I'll say this: how good he was. I, I, there was a, there was a pass rush. I don't know if Bill, you were down at one-on-one pass rush drill, right? Yes. Yesterday. Yes. Did you see the rush he had against Lyle Collins? Where Collins I was blocked a little bit on it. Okay, but. Collins, Collins sets on him. He's coming up the field. On Lawrence is coming up the field. Collins sets on him and and really hammers him, and it kind of knocks him off balance to where he's now kind of reeling, and and Collins sees it, and Collins is like like you know blood in the water. He's going for the kill, so he starts after him. Well, Lawrence sees what's happening. He ducks. He completely ducks. And Collins goes over the top of him. And then on the other side, here's Lawrence comes up and then heads for the quarterback to get the sack. That's some Matrix stuff yeah. right there. I mean, he, 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 he's completely <laughs> off balance. And Collins is like, oh, I got you now. I'm going to get you. And he makes this incredible ducking move to get under his hands and free himself He's to get to the ball. It's just, yeah. it's just a tremendous athletic now, now DeMarcus play. had injury issues early in his career. He sure did. But, you know, and Rod Marinelli, I think, was talking about Taco Charlton needs to harden his body. Yeah. How much of it has just been for DeMarcus Lawrence, obviously, aside from being injury-free, mm-hmm. but just his body becoming an NFL body? And I mean, how far has he progressed since his rookie season? I think I think what people don't see from him, if you're not around him, is how strong he is. Yes. I mean this this is not your 250 pound line uh, defensive end slash yeah. linebacker defensive end who's right. all about the pass rush. Also, right. this guy will play. This guy will play the run. Yeah. And he'll play hard. And 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 that's I think what's impressive because a lot of his sacks aren't like swift moves. It's effort. Because yeah. he's fighting inside. He didn't mind coming inside. They better be ready for that because he will fight you inside. And what we saw last year was that relentlessness that he had on the field. And you can tell just the way he, he strengthened his body and so forth. He had, he, I'm sure he has that same kind of relentlessness in the weight room and in conditioning yeah. and so forth. And that's what's made the huge difference in his career. And that's something at draft time you don't really know about a player just how hard they're going to work at it. Yeah. He's also added to his arsenal. He's got an array of different moves, and it goes back to what DeMarcus Ware used to say, is you got to have a lot of different tools in your toolbox. And, yeah. and you watch him out here, and he's he'll change it up on guys. And you watch these one-on-one drills, and he's – He's it, at a different level than these other guys. He's on the team really right now. good at knowing his. The, you know, they always say the first axiom of warfare is know the enemy. He knows the enemy. He knows how to attack somebody. If if you're a guy that, that says pl- a lot about it. If man. you if you're a guy that plays soft, he will run you right to the quarterback. I mean, he, last year, I mean, we did a tail of the tape with him. Broke down that uh, Veldir. Uh, I think it's how you say that the tackle. Jerry Veldir. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's a soft setter. And one of his sacks was he just said, no, you're not good enough. And he just took Veldeer all the way to Carson Palmer and, like, you know, dumped him on the ground and then, you know, captured Carson Palmer. So he has an idea of how to play you. He, he knows that, okay, if, I'm gonna, if you're a heavy-handed guy, i got to get rid of your hands. i got to get to your shoulder. If you're a guy that is a little bit slow on your feet, heavy feet, i got to get to your corner. i got to dip you and then get to the quarterback. But he's got a great feel of how to end up at the quarterback at position. He's not one of these guys that you see just keeps running up the field, running up the field, and they just keep washing him, washing him, washing him. He's got a plan for how to be 
where he Creative. needs to, be to, to capture yep. the quarterback. Yeah, I thought you were going to say Carson Nevada. Carson Palmer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Philippe in France is next up here on Talking Cowboys. Oui, oui. Bonjour à tous. Bonjour. Uh, I, uh, I love all the shows, and it's a great uh, fans can uh, call the shows now in Oxnard. Thank you, technology, and thank you, uh, technology men who are pushing the buttons. All right. Well, uh, thank Kent. Bill, Kent. Yeah, good job, Kent. Yeah, Bill, welcome back to the show. Well, thank you. Uh, I got a question. Um, because of my own schedule on duty, uh, I got hard times uh, streaming show live or even on replay uh, because of uh, summer vacations. Uh, my question is, uh, who will each one of you uh, or what position will you uh, look at yeah, will will you give a hard look at during the white blue scrimmage and the first uh, uh, preseason game? Thank you for taking my call. Have a great day. Bye bye. All right, Take Philippe. Thank, thank you very you. much. Yeah. And again, a reminder on the blue white scrimmage: it is at four o'clock Pacific time on Sunday. Free admission to watch. If you're in. Southern California, get on out here and watch the Cowboys' uh, scrimmage on Sunday. And, again, that youth combine for kids age 6 to 16, skills and drills with coaching from former NFL players. What specifically are you going to be looking for during the blue-white scrimmage on Sunday? I want to see if these backup quarterbacks can move their team. You know, I, I think that we're going to get kind of a, that what we call the blue period where – the veteran guys go to the side, take off their pads, and kind of watch and see what's going on. But I'm interested to see where this backup quarterback thing is going to go. You know, I want to see, you know, are, are the guys, are the gamers, pressure, all that. We, we, we kind of have an idea. We've talked about a lot about what Cooper Rush brings. You know, Mike White made a couple, again, a couple good throws, a couple bad throws. But I'm interested to see. This is, if you remember, it was a two-minute drill with Dak Prescott that kind of got him on the on the map with us. So, Maybe one of those guys will have a moment that kind of propels them into giving them that, you know, that that go, that that kind of that momentum that they need uh, going into that San Francisco game. I think. Well, first of all, we need to kind of throw out a disclaimer on a scrimmage mm. because it's just a blue-white practice until they get to the end. The end. The last twenty and then minutes. The young guys yeah. go out there and they actually and play football. And tackle them on, put them on the ground. So you know, the rest of it is basically what we've been watching out here. You know what though? I like, I like actually from a TV perspective and watching it on DallasCowboys.com and coming out here to practice. You can focus on different position right. groups. Right. 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 Better that way. And 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 from a TV standpoint. It's better than a scrimmage because it gives us an opportunity to focus in on a drill that right. a the you know the linebackers are doing right yeah. now. And yeah. we Chris Richard is working. Yeah, it's yeah. almost like we pull back the curtain and they yeah. get to see what we see what exactly almost every day at practice. So yeah. to to we'll just continue what we talked about yesterday, the defensive tackle position. Yeah, I got to see it, and I got to see the young guys too if they have some. Guys that have a little depth, if they want to roll guys in, you can't roll in just to roll in. You got to be rolling in some quality, and uh, let's see what's what's mm. what's behind. And 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 you know, <laughs> it, it it's hard to judge those guys because what we're looking at right now is is basically pass rush because they're not tackling. Right. So how well are, would those guys play if they had to put Zeke on the ground? Yeah. Yeah. 
I asked Jason Garrett about the tackle rotation yesterday, and he kind of gave me a general answer about, hey, it's opportunity, it's opportunity for yeah. all guys. But you and tried. I tried, and, <laughs> and look, I mean, he's not – if he has concerns, he's not going to voice them, and he kind of spoke in general terms of, hey, there's guys we have – I asked him about Jihad Ward, yeah. Dayton Jones – Going down your list, Brian. I mean, Daniel Ross. There's guys that have an opportunity to show yeah. up here in camp in the preseason game. Yeah, oh, so oh, go, go ahead, Brian. Yeah, it's. I remember a blue-white scrimmage, Bill. I, I think we were in the up in the up tower top. up top, yeah. uh, maybe two years ago, three years ago. That 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 David Irving was in that 20-minute practice period where he was making play after play after they couldn't block him, mm-hmm. and you're sitting there going, "Wow, that's that's something you know you really haven't seen very much." You know, I mean, here's a guy. So. There is opportunity. There is opportunity now. Like Mickey said, you you got to take advantage of the opportunities that you get. Is there somebody that 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 is, you know, capable? Is there a, is there a better? Are we are we are we is is Ross a better player than we're giving him credit for? Uh, you know, is uh, Lewis Neal a better player than we're giving him credit for right now? But I just remember being up in that tower with you, and and we kept talking about David Irving making play after play after play, and. So hopefully they get something like that, whether it's defensive tackle, whether it's a cornerback, whether it's a uh, one of these tight ends. That's Somebody, where I was going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Third, yeah what, so what are you looking for? Uh, I'm with Mick on defensive tackle rotation, but let's see how these tight ends perform because they all do things different. They all do things well in a different way, sort of. Uh, you know, Blake Jarwin's a guy who can get up the field and separate and be a pass catcher for you. Uh, Jeff Swaim has kind of rounded out his game the last couple years. I think he's an underrated pass catcher. He's probably got the advantage to start right now. And we haven't seen Schultz the last couple days because congratulations on the birth of his first child. Um, And Rico. We've seen Rico make some plays here and there in the passing game, but he's told me again he's got to work on his blocking. I mean, these guys are going to get it. They're going to throw him out there in games and see Well, you'll see that blocking then. Get ready because it's going to be the the Bo Scarborough show and the – you know, the Williams yeah. show and, yeah. and Jackson show. I mean, those those guys are going to get an opportunity to carry the football and, and you know, and, and see if they, you know, that I have a feeling that last 20 minutes will be a lot about trying to be physical, set a tone, see who can tackle, see who can block. And if these quarterbacks can make a throw or two, you know, I, I just am always fascinated with young quarterbacks. That's kind of why my, you know, if you get them an opportunity, are the lights going to, you know, you're, all the points you guys made of positions. And then receivers. And then receivers, yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah. right. Absolutely yep. right on that. You know, you know and, and, and Rob, with, with the tight ends, I, I've noticed they, they really haven't backed off from lining up two tight end yeah. formations. They still, even though Witten's not here, but, you know, if, if, if Jarwin can be – what they always hope Escobar could be, right? Then the two tight end becomes more potent. All right, here's something though on a Blake Jarwin, and we saw it yesterday. Leighton Vander Esch yanks the ball out. Yes. Can you recall anybody <laughs> forcing a Jason Witten fumble? I I can't. I cannot. <laughs> I cannot. That, but it's such a physical game. He'll learn. And you, but but no, I'm I'm not saying so much. It yeah, just happened I know with Blake what you're Jarwin. He, that's right. He was trying to get an extra that, yard. But or two. that's what we. Yeah. That's yeah. what we don't yeah. know about these young tight ends right. is when they get into a game. Right. And you've got first teamers on the other side. You got Luke Keekley on the other side. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and he's ripping the ball. He's out. ripping the ball out. Yeah. Um, that's you don't know until they, until they get out there. They, not they, used they, may, to, they may look great out here in shorts and and so forth and, and yeah, look Just like get ready. You're playing against men. 
Who was the tight? There was a rookie tied in with the Giants just in the last couple of years. I think against the Cowboys. That uh, I don't even remember who it was. Ingram, Evan Ingram. Yeah, uh, yeah. Or maybe the one they <laughs> they, they got they rid got of. Through oh, a whole yeah, bunch of them. Been, that been. was probably why. Oh yeah, and I remember. Right, yeah. The Cowboys yanking the ball out and yeah. said, yep. I was like, yeah, throw it to that tight end. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but that's what you don't know until you're, they're actually playing games. You know, and, and, you know, we shouldn't lose sight of the wide receivers either. You know, they, they've got to perform. Uh, we've seen them in a lot of different places. We've seen them in a lot of different drills, different drills, creative drills. Okay, fine. Now, can you take that to the field and produce? You know, it sounds nice, Beasley and Tavon Austin on the outside. You have two receivers that are bigger on the inside, but how's that going to work? Yeah. And so, you know, when you, I mean, we watch it in practice. We'll get a glimpse of it. Uh, I think the preseason games will be more revealing than anything else, and maybe more so this year. I don't know if they play those guys more because they got to see, they got to decipher. But who I, are you playing them with? Well, that's you know, what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm saying that's that's the question. How do you really get the full evaluation? You could see, you could. See, I have a feeling you're going to see a lot of of Schultz, you know, playing in this stuff. I, I have a feeling you're going to see him and Wells a lot in that, you know, that in second, this first game. Se- well, the second half of games for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, they kind of have an idea what they have in Swain. I say that because at least he's been here the longest. But you know, Jarwin does need to play. Jarwin needs sure. to get out there and play. And then if it means. But, you know, Schultz and, and, and Rico Gathers. I, mean, I I almost forgot Rico Gathers there. But you, I, those guys all need – we need to see if Rico Gathers can take on a, a wide, you know, a, in, a, in a game where all of a sudden the, the, they have to get the ball around the corner and he's got to get the – he's got to set the edge. We need to see if he can down block and, and make things happen that way. You know, if he can if he could be the guy, the point of attack. Because for so many years it, we saw it, it – he was really underappreciative in my opinion. But what James Hanna can do, you know, Hanna, when they were running you know, Everyone talks about Witten's yeah, not yeah, here. Right. Well, yeah, well, yeah Hanna retired too. James Hanna in 2016, when they were running the ball, he and Witten, when you put, the, you put Smith, Witten, and James Hanna on the same side, there were guys that were playing on their feet, getting some movement right there. And that allowed Ezekiel a lot of the runs that he was able to give. So if, some, if one of these backup guys could be similar, comparable to James Hanna, as a blocker, boy, that would be a huge get for this team. Schultz stands out because of what he did he, in college. At Stanford, yes, absolutely. He is. There's a guy named Will Disley that went to the Seahawks that is probably the best blocker. And then you get into the mode of the guys like Dalton Schultz. He's the guy that's played more in-line tight end than any of these other guys in the draft. I just don't the think they can afford to go out in the preseason game and say this is the first preseason game. Okay, the first teamers, ten plays and you're out. Yeah. I don't think they have that luxury. Well, I think with tight ends, well, it's an interesting argument. Play the tight ends as, as I mean, long which as it wide, takes. Which wide receivers are you going to say, okay, you're good, get out? Beasley. Beasley. <laughs> Tavon? No. Ta- maybe no, Tavon. No, no, I'm playing him. You would? Okay. Oh, yeah. Play He's got to play. Yeah, play him. Hearns? He's got to play. I think you got to play. play How long? Terrence is going to – they're going to be careful with him probably. Just because of coming off the injury, and he's back. As long as, back the first, as long as the first team offensive well, line yeah, is in there. Well, yeah, as long as first. Yeah. Uh, well, I thought you were talking about once the second teamers are in. No, Mickey, Mickey well, was, yeah, the no. wide receivers. I think they're in. Mickey was going. Mickey's going all the six top <laughs> six whole game. Done. <laughs> I mean, who who are the second? Who are the second? And team? by we the way, on the wide, on the, the wide receivers, of course, the Cowboys lost uh, Cedric Wilson for the season, yeah. the sixth round pick shoulder. out of Boise. But they've been lining Thompson up with the first when they first three guys. They have Thompson. Yeah. Thompson, Hearns, Beasley. Yeah. Yep. 
They Gallup's like been out there with yeah. the first unit. And I think it's too. time to see yeah. a little bit more of T. Will. Yep. I yep. taught. I, I got a. I got a. Right. I got like seven words out of him. Okay, man. we can't shut Mickey up. Yeah, it's ten o'clock. That's because I got off to a slow start. All oh, right. <laughs> well, you'll get more of Mickey tomorrow. Maybe we, we didn't have Mickey's minute. Yeah. See. Yeah. That's a shame. The break is next. We'll see you tomorrow. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?